Greetings and welcome to the podcast feed for The Literary Baptists, a brand new podcast co-hosted by me, Lee, uh, and three other particular Baptists, Nick, Zach, and Maddie. Our goal for the podcast is to read great works of literature together and comment not only on the writing of the books themselves, the stories that they tell, but also the themes and topics covered by those books from our confessional Baptist perspective. We think it will be an interesting, funny, and even edifying listen for you. The Literary Baptists premieres on November 2nd, and we'll release a new episode every other week. This season, we're discussing The Silmarillion, the work of fiction by J.R.R. Tolkien that gives the entire historical background and world-building foundation that The Lord of the Rings is built upon. So please hit subscribe, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. And now, please enjoy a couple minutes of audio from our very first episode, which will premiere November 2nd. Thank you very much, and get reading. Now, I've, I've heard some people criticize this chapter to say that that um, Middle Earth is a polytheistic place, that mm. there are that there are multiple gods, and so I'm I'm curious your thoughts on the presence of the Ainur as almost a means of creation, or are they themselves also creators? <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> they, <laughs> I, I don't think that it's it's still very clear that Eru is the source of everything. He's yeah. the one who taught, he, well, he created them. Then he taught them the music and taught them how to do the music. Like th there's no way that you could point to anything except Melkor's, uh, you know, his, his pride and, and him wanting to do his own thing. Everything else is just clearly line, you know, direct line. But then, you know, the the passage you read, Lee, I mean, mm -hmm. even that, like, he he, he knew it, and yeah. it's not going to upset anything. So I, I don't think it's really fair to um, to make it poly, to say that it's polytheistic, especially since there is that direct line. You can point, you can say, where did the Einar come from? Where did the music come from? And every time it goes back, where did the the flame, the, mm -hmm. the imperishable flame company. Yeah. All of this stuff has its source. Why They're not called the children of the Ainur when the elves and men wake up. They're the children of Iluvatar. Right. It, it, it yeah. all has its source. Well, um, and the Ainur are called the offspring of his thought. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they even come from his thought. And I think, like, I had the gut reaction to think, oh, this is, like, pagan you know, polytheistic because it does echo so much of like that Greek kind of pantheon thing happening. But at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Tolkien <laughs> scholar. I don't know everything that he's ever written or anything like that. But part of me thinks that this is his attempt as, of like a monotheistic response to pagan myth and how he's showing that while people might've come up with these different 
multiple gods that really they're all echoes of what God has done in his creation. And it's kind of his way of writing that into his own story because they, as we see later, they all kind of have their own elements or, you know, realms as it were of where they're involved. So it does seem pan or polytheistic in that sense, but at the same time, they're all from his thought and they all come from him. Like you said. <laughs> 